At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. My name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, aren't you uh, glad to be living in balmy Toronto these days? You could be living in Texas. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Like they didn't, wasn't there like a, a hundred car crash because of ice on the highways or something crazy? And people are, they lost electricity for days or something like that? Yeah, a lot of people are without power. I guess there's rolling blackouts and uh, they, and uh, like just sporting events are getting canceled and uh uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. And then, of course, you know, if you go onto Twitter, it's the latest political football. Who's to blame? Is it Republicans uh, or Democrats for 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 messing up the planet? Yeah. I think I think they think they got the equal uh, equal share in that. Um, but uh, would would you would you say that the weather in Texas is a hand drum? A ham drum. Yeah, I think it, I think I think well, a, ha- a ham drum is I think when you are out of pork because you've been sno- you've been snowed in, and in order to let people know of your situation, you have a percussion instrument that 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 alerts local authorities and 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 sends sends a rescue team to get you to eat food so yes it is a ham drum situation so so basically it's like a, a giant christmas ham that you play as a as a, I, as a drum <laughs> to let people know <laughs> or, that you or like, need like more ham and, and, and it's like a, it's like it's not just a, a a a small like drummer boy drum we're talking like japanese oh take-o. yeah yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> right? yeah yeah Taiko drum Taiko drum <laughs> like yeah you play it with a with a with like a mallet like a massive mallet. This isn't like a like a bongo drum. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe, yeah, no, you can warn people about the coming weather. Yeah. The ham drum. The ham drum. <laughs> no, unfortunately, ham drum is what? something that's. No, yeah, you're <laughs> sorry, Curtis. It's not ham drum is not a thing. You might be able to market something uh, like that. Maybe let, let's talk after the show about maybe perhaps developing something like this. No, a ham drum is something that's boring, dull, and lacking in variety. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is also dull, boring, and lacking in variety? What's that? That new show. I I had to watch it. Um, being a wrestling fan, you, you and I both know The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. His Young Rock uh, sitcom <laughs> premiered last night on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, what a, <laughs> a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. So the format is kind of weird. So I thought he wouldn't be in it. I thought it would just be like the three timelines that they'll tell the story through. But uh no the rock is in it so it's like the year 2030 something and uh randall park we we talk about randall every week on our wandavision recap so randall park is a journalist but he's randall park he's not like a journalist played by randall park Mm -hmm. he's playing himself interviewing the rock who is running for president so it's supposed to be like this expose or get to know your president and 
uh, Rock is telling uh, these stories about his childhood. So I guess the idea is they pick a theme from his childhood and he tells the story through the three different timelines. So one where he's like the age of, let's say, 10, 12. Uh, one where he's 15, 16, and then the other where he's like at the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you bored already? Um. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I thought, okay, this show must have a laugh track. It does not have a laugh track. Um, I don't know if any of it was really all that funny, or maybe it would have been funnier with a laugh track, it, but it was weird. Um, and of course, they're, they're putting in wrestling in the show like uh, in the show so i guess they were giving some some gimmies to wrestling fans because they were using like industry terms like you know the gimmick and putting someone over and you know there's someone uh the opening one of the opening scenes from from when he was 12 it's like they go to his, uh, his grandmother's place so that uh, Rocky Johnson can get his paycheck for the night's show. And the Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog are playing cards together. Mm-hmm. So are you bored? And are you, are you, do, well, Curtis, I, no, wake up. I, Curtis, wake up. It depends. <laughs> like, who's, who's, what are they playing? Texas Hold'em? Who's winning? Uh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Sheik was winning because <laughs> he was um, cheating. Yeah. So uh, it, it it the the show plays out, or the show. I guess the format of the show is like um, How I Met Your Mother, except he's actually in the episode narrating. Right. Um, so this episode was about family. So uh young super young rock and university rock it's all about his relationship with his dad and then high school rock is his relationship with his mom and uh, there's some situational comedy pieces i think the most entertaining one will probably be high school rock Mm -hmm. the other two were you know meh Mm -hmm. but um but i was telling you at the beginning um or off air that i don't know where they're gonna take this like how many seasons can they do of this i can see them doing a few episodes like how long is this interview with randall park yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know because at some point at some point you think oh well now he's got to go run for president but then he's not young rock anymore well maybe they'll do season one with randall park and then some other celebrity will be interviewing him in season two yeah. i don't know what we'll, we'll we'll see i'm sure wrestling fans will will find something season, um, season two may not be happening by the sounds of it no i i <laughs> ee, ee. Uh, randall park at least has disney to fall back on and rock well rock has his you know yeah money money pile to fall back on but, yeah so maybe it's no loss um but what something else in wrestling that is not ham drum is uh edges little i wouldn't say it's it's a it's a twitter feud i hate it when people call things a twitter feud it's a it's 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 a like it's a fun feud where both people are are in on it right like it's uh it's right right it's it's sort of like it's sort of like a mock wrestling feud 
<laughs> what, what, why, don't you, why don't you give us the background and skinny on it? So, so Edge was on a, uh, a talk radio, a Toronto talk radio sports show, to talk about um, the, I guess among other things, the Leafs. He's a massive Leafs fan. He was also in the past a Devils fan. I think I think he likes goalies a lot because I think he was a big Martin Brodeur fan. But he's he's mostly a Leafs fan. He's got tons of Leafs paraphernalia. He has a Leafs wrestling championship belt, which is awesome. He's got like old goalie masks from like Bunny LaRock, like guys who were like from from the seventies and eighties when the Leafs were terrible. You could argue they're still terrible today, but. Um, you know, so he was on talking about his Leaf fandom. And then there's a guy on, he's like a, a, a personality on Sportsnet. And his name is uh, Steve Dangle Glynn. And his sort of shtick is that he's a big, he's the biggest Leafs fan is essentially a shtick. So he cut a wrestling style promo, just as a joke, calling out uh, Adam Copeland Edge on his Leaf fandom and uh, sort of calling into question his, um, you know, how 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 much of a of a leaps booster he actually is and then and then edge replied with a very good promo while he's just sitting in his living room with all his leaf stuff behind him and he's got his he's got two like actual wrestling championship belts but then he's also got the leaf belt he's holding the leaf belt which looks fantastic i wonder where he got that it is or he had it made i think he must have had it made it's so sweet and uh (laughs) And he, and then he 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 basically like he he it's a you know he 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 doesn't get um too sort of personal or you know there's not like like vicious ad hominem attacks on it or anything, but he cuts a promo on uh, Dangle and it's a and it's a really good one and he references the Brood and uh, you know he's got like all kinds of uh, sort of very Canada specific Toronto specific jokes. In it. Oh yeah, the the Swish LA, Swish LA on University. Uh, he says that Steve got his uh, his his current position and title from a roll up the rim to win, um, and uh, and it was just I just wasn't expecting it, and uh, it, it was uh, and the other thing too is I think when he was on uh, the 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 sports set show he it was really grainy like he was maybe using his iPad or whatever so this looks like really well produced like it's uh, it's it's you know well well lit and and well shot and uh, and uh, I was just it's just good to see that Edge you know he still has the uh, the chops when it comes to cutting promos I guess I guess like you were saying uh, when you've been doing it for as long as he has uh, you know the the man is uh, 48 years old or 47 or 48 years old then uh you know you, you you don't you don't lose it right like you know your ring skills might deteriorate but uh you know like look how look how long rick flair dragged out his career just by being able to cut promos and take bumps yep you know uh you're right it was it, it was really really entertaining <laughs> And yeah, his his old school jersey, and he breaks out the 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 bunny mask at the end, right? Yeah. To to to, to end it off. Yeah. As kind of like his exclamation point. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you know, Adam Copeland's a good old Toronto boy. Yeah. Of course, he's a Leafs fan. Yeah. Yeah. But, but definitely not ham ham drum. In fact, it would be the antithesis of ham drum. Maybe a. Uh, turkey horn. <laughs> the turkey, yeah, the turkey horn. 
it was it was a bit of a, a, a chicken base uh he uh no you know like i don't know when i stumble th- across things on twitter i i have to be on twitter a fair amount because i monitor it for work like when actual sports news breaks mm-hmm. a lot of it breaks on twitter so you know even if you try to just limit the people you follow and stuff to sports people you just get so much crap in there just because like twitter is now the sort of ground zero for this culture war we're going through Mm -hmm. um so it was nice to accidentally stumble on something that made me smile and made me laugh on twitter because it's rare that that happens so so are you are you now following uh edge now oh yeah yeah that, that might deserve a follow yeah I've been I've been keeping tabs on him since then. Yeah, I've been following him. It's the work account. Well, he he's he is he is going to uh, headline WrestleMania, so that's going to be big, right? Yeah, I mean, technically, like it is work related for me to follow him from the CP Sports. You know, he's a Canadian I, I, athlete. I, think, I totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So an, a story that broke while we were recording last week, but we didn't really cover it. We talked a bit about it, but nothing had really come out. I think literally it may have been just as we shut down um, that the story completely broke out. And this is Gina Car- uh, Carano who plays uh, Cara Dune in the Mandalorian. One of the, uh, I guess, favorite characters that come out of the show. Memorable, if you're not yeah, recurring a character. Yeah, for sure. Um, so she got let go unceremoniously by uh by the folks at disney and lucasfilm uh at the time i don't think she was let go but she was definitely in trouble for some things that she put on social media Um, and that was referring to that post which i finally read into it and she was basically equating how republicans were being treated similar to how jews were being treated in world war ii and i don't know why people always go back there to make that correlation about anything but Mm -hmm. um so she yeah unexpectedly got fired you know no more Cara Dune or at least that we know of it with her playing her and done and done yeah (laughs) which is which is you know I guess after reading into it it's not a big shock because it looks like they were waiting um, they being Disney and Lucasfilm for an excuse to get rid of her. Yeah, I think like this, the, if you looked at this incident as a singular incident, uh, mm. as much as it's it was a very um, tone deaf tweet and, you know, quite frankly, offensive because it, like you say, it's it's just, the, the, you know, the, the, the Holocaust was a genocide. And mm-hmm. you, you so often see people try to equate their their perceived mistreatment to a genocide. <laughs> That's right. I you know it's it's obviously offensive. You know I don't think I don't I don't see how it could be construed otherwise. Having said that, taking this as a as a as a singular incident, you know, it would have probably been excessive to fire her without giving her the chance to apologize you know make amends uh and and that kind of thing but as as you said there was a a and and of course people who have like their little hashtag i stand with gina or whatever 
on their in their mm-hmm. Twitter feed or whatever, uh, probably only look at this one incident and say, "Oh well, it's another it's another way that conservatives in Hollywood are getting railroaded and all this kind of stuff." But as you said, there was a pattern of behavior, and you know, I don't think that Disney is doing this uh, because they have some sort of ethical you know obligation or they have you know they're doing it because you know she's she's the face of she's one of the faces of the show i think there was even rumors that she was going to get her own spin-off show and so she's a face of the company and she's she's tweeting things that are offensive and they can afford to lose a cup of you know some maga bros over this but they can't afford to alienate large swaths of their mainstream audience so it's a business decision it's their right to do it you know mm-hmm. you can say it's her right to post this kind of stuff fine it's also it's it's also you know their right to say we don't want this uh as part of our you know we don't we don't we don't want this as the as one of the faces of you know our most popular show right now and you know like if i was tweeting stuff like that you know, I'm sure that my employers would have a long talk with me about it. I don't think it's that egregious that that you know she she faced consequences for it. No, 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 not at all. Like she, I I, I think they did approach her and she did kind of pull back. So I think one of the warnings was she must have posted. She was posting some anti-mask. Thing on her Instagram then she uh, posted some you know just continuing that narrative of the stolen vote during the election in November and I think she had a talking to about that mm-hmm. um, and then this came about but unlike the other posts she actually deleted the recent post quite quickly because I think she might have known this meant something or someone said why did you do that whatever this case scenario was but uh yeah so the outcome is she's no longer part of lucasfilm uh no spin-off or no character showing in i guess was it uh new republic rangers or the republic rangers yeah I think that was one of the things that might have been um but there was also a telltale sign that they they were not she was not in her good books because apparently she was not allowed or asked to do any press for season two. Mm. So I think at that point in time they were just kind of like keeping her like I guess it was something people were like oh they might ask her about this stuff. Mm. So I, I th- it was it was well known I, I think and who knows if she said anything in person right we'll we'll never hear about stuff like that. You brought up a good point, too, before the show is that we, you know, we have no idea what she was like on set. Like, oh, yeah. Like, maybe she was, you know, like, 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 maybe she she was a toxic, a toxic personality on set. Like, you know, I think I think it's it's uh, it's, you know, there's a lot more going on, I think, than just like one we know there's more going on than one tweet and Mm -hmm. i think there might be more going on than just like what her social media presence was right so so 
they it sounds like the Cara Dune character will continue and return in some form. Uh, it sounds like just like Pietro, she may be recasted with a new actress, which is fine, I guess. I don't think anyone's too consumed with like they they like Cara Dune, yeah. And, so they just need to get someone similar. So as a result of her likeness being stripped from... And, and Hasbro has also canceled all toys. Which as a collector, now it's like, oh, should have got that Black Edition, <laughs> Black Series Cara Dune character. Because now it's extremely rare mm-hmm. with her likeness on it. Oh, she's the new Yak Face, man. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's the new Yak Face. It's going to be the most collectible Star Wars figure since yak face <laughs> oh hold on i have to recompose myself um so yeah that so that that's more outcome uh i don't want to get too much into it so now she's kind of siding with ben shapiro oh i think i think i think they're gonna make a movie together <sighs> why just just go away and, for a and, while and maybe people will forget and you know what they're there is an audience for it. There are some people who have discretionary income to spend who will go see a movie just because those two are involved to own the libs. So hmm. so why the hell not? Fill your boots. Well, so here's here's a question for you, Curtis, out of this. Cara Dune, anyone that you know of that could play the character? Now, there is a campaign for Lucy Lawless to take over the role, but how old is Lucy Lawless? Ah, uh, like, like she she looks good in uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's in that show, or she was. I don't even know if the show is still running, but she was a regular character. But um, well, I, I don't know. I guess I guess age shouldn't matter who plays Cara Dune, but any anyone particular. Uh, you, I, I, would, I would I would be down with uh, Lucy Lawless. I think that would be pretty hmm. would be okay. pretty good. Yep. Um, similar similar look, so the toys won't be too uh, too different. Yeah, and she's like um, a slightly better actor. I, I I think seeing where Gina came from with her MMA background, and they already have quite a popularity following with um, Sasha Banks coming and playing. Or uh, Mercedes Verando, who plays Sasha Banks, who plays some Star Wars name, Mandalorian. Um, maybe uh, get someone from uh, Vince's roster. Like they're always trying to break in the mainstream, right? So mm-hmm. there, in that in that female roster, I think we were talking about uh, last week with the Royal Rumble. Like it's it's so deep now. Like there's there's so much talent that you can find someone that you know can act can fight do the action scenes like there wasn't any tomorrow you know take the bumps if they needed to or needed to so you know who i'd love to see speaking of that not as cara dune but as a character on the mandalorian like as maybe a, a ranger or something would be uh, becky lynch oh yeah that's that that would be a good one yeah as no, a different she, character she she she's uh she she can do some good acting chops she's got good comedic timing um yeah, no, no, and, and I think she'd totally geek out for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, that, I think I think I would I would I would enjoy watching that. I think. Yep, I think so. So we'll see how that turns out when uh, they start filming 
the Mandalorian, and I think they start shooting in March. I know that they're they've already started shooting for uh, Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ming Na Wen posted uh, a photo of her dressing room at Lucasfilms, and you know she's like a big Star Wars geek and she like opened up her closet and said the best part of her uh uh her dressing room was her closet which has the fennec costume right yeah that that black costume so she's they're they're starting to film that i guess so see that's that's the type of well she also kind of highlighted by her door is where she keeps all of her covid her mask and her face shield which i guess they're supposed to be wearing in public areas when you're not on when you're not in your dressing room or on set on the set Mm -hmm. so so gina that's the type of social media posting you do if you want that disney money if you want that mouse money yeah if you want that mouse and darth vader money yeah Yeah. wear your mask yeah have fun yeah just, just just play just play ball you know like just play ball and don't uh you know don't uh you know, just 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 stay off the social media. I think just anybody just stay off the social media. You know, I like, I, I I I agree. Just if if you if you if just don't. Whether it's unless you're posting some fluff like what Ming Na Wen did. Yeah. Don't 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 post anything else. Yeah. Don't go beyond that. Yeah. I don't really care what what your politics are. Just you know, just stay off the social media because it'll just. It'll just burn you eventually. Yeah. Um, so that's that was the Gina story. Uh, another story I want to break out. This goes back to the ham drum category, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is uh, Zack Snyder's been working on his cut of Justice League for I guess as a I don't I don't I don't know what came out. So the story is and i guess uh for those that don't know the full story um he had to leave the set right when they were filming or when he was editing i I don't know what what point maybe it was half filming the movie he had to leave the set for whatever reason and josh whedon right that's how you pronounce his last name yeah took over i think he was it I think Zach or did, Snyder, I don't think he got booted. In, I thought there was a death in the family. Like I thought, like a like. like you're maybe right. A, you're right. His daughter died. Or oh, okay. Well, there was a reason he had to leave, and Josh had to come in and finish the movie. So I guess Zach wasn't happy with the final cut, that the theatrical release. So he's been working on this. I guess it's his opus, maybe which is going to be carried on HBO Max's streaming service, which is fine by me, because I'm not really interested in seeing a four-hour R-rated DC movie. You and I, in, in the show so far, we, we, we're, we're comic book fans, but we're probably definitely more Marvel people. Mm, I would say so. I saw the trailer. So the trailer got released this past weekend. I watched this thing, Curtis. It was like... It's like a dumpster fire. And 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 there's fires in the trailer as well. But I, I I never saw the first one. And I'm trying to think, okay, this is a trailer. It should interest me in going to see this movie and at least give me a snippet of what's going on. It it was just like d- jarbled 
mess and well i don't know if i can handle four hours of very dark grainy brooding everyone's a brooding character right in dc world well i, I can tell you uh, from a from a hand hamdrum point of view uh i i did attempt to watch uh justice league uh i didn't see it in the theater but i attempted to watch it at home uh, heather and i rented it one day and i fell asleep so i didn't even uh i didn't even finish it um because it was just yeah it was just there was a lot happening and yet it was yet it was boring it was it was so <laughs> weird i was telling you before that the movie that that came before justice that set up justice league was the superman versus batman dawn of justice and i saw that in the theater and i told you when i came came out it felt i came when i came out of that uh i felt like i had been hit like in the face <laughs> like not 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 punched hard in the face but like somebody just kind of like gave me like a like a really bracing slap or like like a bit of a punch but they pulled their punch it's just like oh man that was just it was so dense and just there was no room to breathe there was no levity uh and i just and i know i know some people who liked it um but uh I just, I, I just couldn't, like, I have no desire to see it again. Like, I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie at least twice, and some that I, that I particularly, particularly like even more than that. And I have no plans to ever see this again. Well, you and I both saw the trailer of Zack Snyder's Justice League before um, the show started, just so that we were kind of in sync. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's the heroes. <laughs> I don't know who the bad guys are. And I remember seeing some of Batman v Superman. And again, it's like, I... Part of good storytelling is you want the reader and the person watching to cheer for the main character, mm-hmm. right? Someone that you can connect with and understand oh this is what this person's doing and and their purpose in the in the in, in the whole story uh this i this feels like a really poorly written video game yeah you you, you know what's what's funny is that there was um the uh that injustice video game that's like a uh, like a fighting like a 2d fighting game yep and and the plot of that runs circles around the plot of this major motion picture it's a cohesive plot that's and it's fun you know like uh the characterizations are really good and yeah this is just kind of like i don't know so so help me understand is dark side was he in the original cut or did that new footage that's new i don't know like I don't know how much is stuff that's restored from the cutting room floor. Like I know Cyborg, the character, had a ton of his stuff end up on the cutting room floor, and I imagine much of that is going to get restored in this in the Zack Snyder version. But like the Jared Leto Joker, I don't remember ever being in it or like hearing about having his scenes cut. You know, and Lex Luthor, or and Lex Luthor. And definitely not Dark Side. Like it was all that Steppenwolf guy who was not a compelling villain, which is probably why I fell asleep. 
Because you didn't care. I, I, I wasn't invested <laughs> at all. Not not at all. Uh, like, and... like I, I saw the Shazam uh, movie that they did, and that was one where I was invested. I liked I, I liked the dynamic, you know, because he's a kid, right? Like he's a kid in mm-hmm. a in a in a in a powerhouse's body, and they did it really well. Plus, I did some some good Toronto spotting. I love a movie where I can do some good Toronto spotting. Shazam, which which they say you're not in Toronto. Where were they supposed to be? Uh, where is it's in one of those DC has like a lot of made up cities. Oh right 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 uh, right. I right, forget right, right. which one which one they're in. Um, uh, yeah, so it was yeah. So I mean, they're capable. There's people. There are creative people there who are capable. Even the like the Wonder Woman first Wonder Woman movie was fun. Even the Aquaman movie was pretty stupid, but it was a good time. But when they do these, I don't know, like just because Batman is in it, that doesn't mean it has to depress the shit out of you. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and I, I don't get why Batman has to be depressing. I don't want him to be Adam West either. No. Um, but like the, the, I think the Nolan Batman movies did a pretty good job, you know, like, yep. like, like those are excellent movies and it was Though, dark and it was, you know, serious tone, but really well crafted. Well, you were cheering for Batman. Yeah. And you were even right. kind of cheering for the Joker in the second one a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, just likable characters. Yeah. Um, so I, I wish I could tell you other than space creatures coming to invade earth and therefore must assemble justice league in a world without superman so but spoiler alert i guess in the trailer as well they resurrect superman somehow but now he's like black suit superman yeah that's how you know he means business when he drops the red and blue and dawns black yeah um I wasn't a big fan of Zack's Watchmen either. Did you? Did you? You saw that, right? I saw it. I saw it. I, I like. You know what? I liked it more than I thought I was going to because I'm not a huge uh, Zack Snyder fan. Uh, he's very over the top. Uh, he can he can make a good set piece every now and then, but like when it comes to a co- coherent movie, I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest fan of his. Um, I ended up liking Watchmen more than I thought I would. I still think that in somebody else's hands, it would have been sort of improved. I mean, he still does like every single movie. He still does like the the, the music video montage. Like basically, makes a music video in the middle. I don't know if you've seen Sucker Punch. It's like four music videos strung together by like an, uh, an like like a almost nothing plot. Um, <laughs> So, so, but I, yeah, you know what? I, I came out of it saying that was a Watchmen movie. You know, like it kind of followed the plot of the the graphic novel to a reasonable degree. There was some obviously mm-hmm. um, it digressed in in a few ways, but well, to to end off on the story, so Warner Brothers has also taken a pass on Snyder bringing him back to do any form of Justice League Two if it happens to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, in some cases, just like the comics, probably less so in the co- in the actual comics, but in 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 terms of movies, DC in this case stands for definitely crummy. 
it's it's funny because I was thinking I was actually thinking about this the other day before we started talking about it, uh, just about how much I love Batman the character, mm-hmm. and 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 just how how outside of outside of obviously they've got their big three Batman, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then they've got like you know some. Green Lantern, Flash. They, you know, they've they've got some sort of second tier guys that are somewhat popular. But the 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 depth in the DC universe to me is just not there. Like like Marvel is so deep. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was a comic that nobody I knew ever read. Nobody cared mm-hmm. about any of these guys, and now they're massive, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Do you think DC could do that for like Doctor Midnight or or? Or our man, like no chance. <laughs> or Elastic Man. <laughs> yeah, they got two guys with the same stretch powers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need two? No, you're 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 totally right. They they uh, and in a way, um, Deadpool kind of because wasn't there a whole joke that they were only given um a certain pool of b-level mutants that yeah. deadpool could use in the deadpool movies that's and right of course they break out uh negasonic you know t- teenage war warhead or whatever her name is yeah. it was just like man they went deep to pull that character out yeah um yeah but let's 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 talk about our weekly segment um get off of the dc train and get back onto the marvel train and that is this week's or last week's episode of WandaVision. So that this was an interesting take. Um, we are now kind of in the 90s decade. Um, and of course, just like any TV show, you got to do that seasonal episode. So this was the all-new Halloween Spooktacular. That was actually the name of the episode. Um, so it's a Halloween-themed uh, episode where, um, interestingly enough, everyone kind of, goes off script if you will Mm -hmm. uh vision goes off on his own he says he's joining the neighborhood watch so he leaves the show he also has this uh awesome quip at the beginning where she comes down in costume and he makes the comment that that was the only thing that was in his closet yeah and that uh that he knows that uh, wanda has a thing for luchadors (laughs) um so we talked about how the story was structured. So this was broken up into three different storylines. So there's vision on the vi- vision on his vision quest. Yes. Uh, Wanda and Pietro, uh, and then what's happening on the outside. So they had a, a they had a tougher job this week to try to make those three storylines all kind of chug along. Uh, but when I said off script, so with the Pietro showing up last week and seemingly not created by Wanda and Wanda losing more control over vision or less con- had or vision now realizing Wanda has no control over her. So he goes off and does his own thing. Um, and Wanda's trying to keep the episode together. Um, so spoilers from here, I guess. Um, so let's talk about each of the three storylines. Let's talk about, I guess, the main one. So this is Wanda and Pietro. So they spend the most time together 
in this episode with Wanda. And Wanda is still trying to figure out what he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of brought up the comment in, in our call sheet about Pietro kind of playing her conscious because he's like probing her. Um, because he seems to kind of feel like he's, he's very empathetic, whoever this is, um, to Wanda and just constantly questioning what she's doing. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a neat take. That's uh, interesting. I never thought of it, of him as her conscience, but it does. You, yeah. You, you could, you could definitely see how that could be the case. Um, just just in the conversations alone yeah. like the types of conversations they were having yeah he he doesn't he doesn't look like him he doesn't sound like him but yeah he's he, you know that that she remembers so she's she's kind of taken 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 aback by him um but mm. yeah it could be cuz who cuz in this in this uh, reality like it could be a manifestation of like guilt or something like that um, uh, or, or possibly con or con or 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 her conscience or or it could be a big bad you know oh, who, or it could be a big who bad. knows who knows at this point who, but that's interesting to think that it's like something that's more sort of personal to her uh you know that like maybe it's a part of her a part of her sort of given life well just kind of you know tagging on with the tv show theme just the dialogue that they were having the two characters are having it, it's almost like that cartoon character that's sitting on their shoulder yeah you know like i said just having that type of back and forth so those they, okay oh by, by the way everyone's in costume because it is the halloween costume so vision and wanda are in their 80s comic book costumes except her costume is the only one that actually is like cosplay worthy everyone else is in uh oh this is what the costume looks like let's see what i can cobble together yeah like the quicksilver <laughs> one definitely looks cobbled together he's got the, the and, jean shorts yeah was he wearing jeans or jean shorts or something like yeah that? yeah and that just that you know the the shirt and, and, and vision and vision's wearing these yellow boxers yeah. over this kind of skin suit with the <laughs> yeah. it was it was pretty. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was very. Is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and and Billy is wearing. A, I guess Tommy is just wearing like a Quicksilver knockoff costume, which he might in the comics. I can't remember. And then Billy is wearing. He's wearing his uh, his Wiccan costume, but a, again, a pretty low rent version version of it. Right. 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 So they take the kids trick or treating, while they have this conversation, and uh, the kids start. Um, well. Pietro's kind of mischievous, right? He's mm -hmm. trying to, he's causing uh, havoc around and, uh, and they're having a conversation and eventually um, he, I wouldn't say she attacks him. Well, like maybe, maybe, maybe that's the only, I think that's the only way we could really say he, she does attack him. Right? Yeah. She blasts Just kind him. Of, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's telling her something part of her brain to shut up or whatever but um but let's talk about why she attacks him which is the other storyline which is vision quest yes so vision just goes wandering off 
and he's just walking further and further away from Wanda and you can see how I guess unstable the world starts getting um, because she's controlling every single person around her but as we get further away from her the characters are um, almost kind of given a very small thing to do like and it's they're kind of like almost stuck on repeat right? right there's the woman there's the woman who's putting up her laundry and she's like crying because she can't stop putting her laundry up right or and the outer outer skirts of the town people are trick-or-treating but they're just standing still yeah so the the farther you are from her from 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 her where the action like from from where the action is localized around her then the more sort of static you become yeah uh so vision bumps into agnes who's stuck in a car because you don't really know well it's sort of explained she kind of explains why she's doing why she's out there but um vision does the old unblock wanda and talks to the real person and she freaks out and vision puts puts her thought back in or the wanda's thought back in and so vision reaches the edge oh you also uh, find out sorry i just want to say you also find out in that um exchange that vision does not know what the avengers are that's right he he so we know that he doesn't know he's passed and he doesn't know who the avengers are so he uh, so yeah plot thickens with 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 visions but good good call so he reaches the edge of the hex and he attempts to leave and that's when things get interesting because he tries to leave and he starts disintegrating i guess as he's going into the real world as he's trying to fight like it it's almost seems like the the tv land is trying to suck him back in or but i guess to the point where he to the point for the viewers is that he can't exist outside the hex right um, and that's what causes Wanda to kind of freak out and blast Pietro and shows she goes uh, looking for vision, right? Because one of the kids um, has developed telepathic ability and was able to locate dad or feel dad's pain. And Yeah. Um, the outside world is interesting too, right? So lines are being drawn out there. Um, Monica... Uh, Jimmy and Darcy are kind of basically told to get out. They they don't do a prison break, but they break out of some people that were going to escort them away. And, you know, hack, 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 computer, computer, computer. They start learning more and more about, you know, the, the, they, they allude to S.W.O.R.D. knowing more than they lead on, right? Um, yes, that's right, yeah. Uh, another thing they tease is Monica. They might be teasing Monica's powers. So yeah, they did. They did mention. They did mention that her uh, her like cellular structure has been altered from these trip from that from her trip into the uh, into 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 Westview. So you and I talked uh, off air about Monica Rambo, Cap- the Captain, the Monica Rambo Captain Marvel uh, in the. The white disco outfit with the huge fro and the and the, the the disco boots. That was that was that was her, 
and then she eventually became photon right or is that what her current iter- uh, that's her current is? that's her current iteration yeah 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 so um whether or not that comes into play or not whatever but uh the episode ends with jimmy and monica they they go they they went they go out and try to locate a friend right that that i think monica was mentioning and darcy gets captured and she gets handcuffed to a truck the climax happens which is uh wanda extending the hex to save vision that's Um, right yeah yeah and she and she extends it by quite a bit yeah like she absorbs all the she uh sword uh encampment and it turns into a circus yeah right all the pieces and darcy gets sucked in as well so you don't see the fate of darcy but um so she's in tv land now yeah um but yeah a a lot a lot happened and you know so it's gonna be an interesting episode and then there's obviously the commercial right where both you and i yeah went over my head completely yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure about that one yet I think I think you were saying like, and uh, and I would probably do this too. Is like after after it's done, go back and try to pick out like the stuff that we missed, you know, and like that would include the commercials because a lot of the the meanings are over my head. Oh yeah, but like out of all what we're six up, we're six episodes in. I think I only understand one. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, like I'll get I, the, I, think... I get the I'll get sort of like the refer the references, but not exactly why it's in there, you know. Mm-hmm. except for the except for the 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 uh, lagos uh yeah 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 there's, there's the the lagos one and the soap one i kind of get because i think that's a reference to how hydra was um exposing shield agents to some kind of uh mind agent of some kind oh. like that's how they were kind of brainwashing people they were putting it in the showers i think that i think that might be wanda thinking back to when i don't know that damn hydra soap uh, um, Maybe, yeah. but still I- I- enjoyable episode I-, I i had a good time i love the malcolm in the middle intro <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah they don't spend as much time on the on the premises anymore because so much other stuff is happening but you yeah you, they still nail those intros Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, but maybe, maybe they do it on purpose because of again, uh, Wanda's losing more and more control over the world, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, it, it, it again. DC can learn a few things about storytelling on that. But uh, what, what did, uh, what did you think of the episode? Is there anything that you want to highlight? Um, uh, I really, I really liked liked it because I like the way it's, uh, it's progressing. Um, you know, I like that they're still like you know as as much as um uh you know we we were we're farther along than we were when it was just sort of like a where where i guess when one had more control and it was like you know tight sitcom episodes with like you know just a couple of bits of interference from the outside world now you know the outside world is very much in wanda's face um but there's still like a lot of mystery there's still you know um you know we're still speculating on ultimately you know what this reality is who is actually you know running running it who who you know who's in charge um and uh and and i've i've liked the way that they've revealed 
you know, in small doses what's going on. You know, I'm still I'm still hoping they stick the landing. That's my one thing that I'm <laughs> yeah, not slightly all. worried exactly. about. But Yep, gotta gotta stick the landing. We don't wanna we don't want to find out that the big bad is some light in the sky that they fight. Yeah, or or or, or one that makes goes, oh, I just had the craziest dream. Oh god. Um so this coming week is episode seven, so looking forward to that. Um, and you know, lots to you know, lots of things to come out of episode six to see how it resolves. But um, continuing on Marvel and Disney Plus, so Disney Plus is pushing out their star banner on the this weekend, I believe. Um, so more, I guess, movies from 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know some some big titles uh but you know in terms of marvel they they they're bringing as a result of doing that they're bringing the uh, deadpool movies back into the fold so yeah um so that's an interesting take but yeah it's uh, it's a lot of i haven't i haven't looked at too much of what what's going in um except for those uh, three planet of the apes movies that i haven't watched yet that i've been meaning to watch so i'm kind of looking forward to seeing those um, yep. it's a lot of content though, and, and no no extra cost to subscribers. That's 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 right. And now it's like okay, and also unlike Netflix, like that's their content. So those movies aren't going away right. after a certain period of time. Um, also, what's no, not going away is constant Marvel content. So WandaVision is going to see its last episode on March fifth. Um. The next, the following week, they're going to put out a, I guess what uh, the MCU is going to call Marvel's Assembled, uh, which is kind of like their documentary or making of show for each one of their shows. So WandaVision is going to end. The following week, we're going to get treated to this documentary about making of. So that'll be kind of interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. After that week, on the 12th, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the the buddy comedy you never knew you needed. Exactly. I don't know. If it, I don't know how funny it'll be, but I, so that episode that show ends. I think just before like the second last week of April. April thirtieth uh, drops their version of Marvel Assembled. So the waking of Falcon and Winter Soldier. The week after that, Black Widow is going to hit theaters, and maybe it might stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I it, no one theaters aren't going to be open by then, right? Like, come on. I mean, in Florida they will be, but uh, up here, so, up here, I'm not sure. If so, I don't know if you're exhausted yet. But a week after Black Widow gets released, the Black Widow assembled documentary will be released. So that's May 14th. The following week, Loki starts up on may 21st and runs through basically most of the summer it ends on july 2nd um probably get a making of <laughs> of loki yeah and then the week after that is um the shang chi movie oh yeah wow <laughs> exactly you see how how great you know in terms of execution so once the shang chi movie gets put out uh i think the following week or somewhere it, they start airing the what ifs 
All right. So that's the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know that... So you got content all the way probably till next September. Like new stuff from MCU every week till at least September, Curtis. Do you know <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Uh, there was... It was going to be on Hulu, and I wonder if this will come in under in Canada under the Star Banner. And it was going to be a sort of family animated family comedy starring Modoc, voiced by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> as in, as in the the Space Conqueror. Yes, yeah, the Modoc, the uh, what is it? Something machine uh, only for killing giant. Something. I don't know, just giant, gi yeah. giant head, giant space head. It's a giant space head with like a bunch of weapons. Um, I I get the sense that Star is like a Hulu hybrid because I don't think in the states it's called Star. I think it's only a Canadian banner. Right. Okay. Because I think Disney Plus in the states. They have like their ESPN Plus that we don't have, and I think they have some kind of Hulu matchup. I, I you'd have to kind of Google it, but um, but the Star brand is I think only in Canada. Okay, well, uh, well, I'll I'll, I'll uh, see if maybe then that gets ported over from Hulu in the U.S. to Star in Canada because it looks pretty, it looks pretty funny. It's like. Uh, it's like Modoc, and he's got a wife who's also a floaty, a floaty head, and then they've now, got now these two sort of human children. <laughs> just... it, it, so it's animated. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah. So, so is it is it kind of like akin to um, uh, Birdman? Did you ever watch that? Harvey Birdman, Adult Swim. Yeah, 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 I watched all those. Uh, it's a different style of animation, almost like a like a three D animation type of. Uh, Okay, but 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 I mean, but I mean in the in the sense that you're just taking the models from the characters, but putting them in different scenarios. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I really don't know how it's gonna. I just the premise just just cracks me up if it's executed correctly, and I and you know I think Pat Oswalt is the right guy for the job. Uh, mm -hmm. It could be pretty funny. It could also be like really stupid, but I'm hoping that it's. Uh, it's quite good, but yeah, Harvey Birdman. Just, uh, uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I love that cartoon. Like, mm -hmm. just, uh, uh, <laughs> just, just Hanna Barbera figuring out how to use all their, you know, repurpose like a whole bunch of their uh, assets mm -hmm. into into a, a really well done show. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of Marvel stuff coming our way in the next little bit, basically new stuff every week from this point forward until the almost <laughs> day under the year. Um, quickly with our video game segment, um, this one goes into really, why would you do this? Otherwise, other than to, you know, have Star Trek geeks, uh, freak out over it, but they, um, this one company's uh, Scopely created um, a, a web game uh, that's supposed to be based on the Kobe Ma Kobe Kobayashi Maru test in Starfleet Academy. So, 
um i don't know if it's embarrassing that i know this but the kobayashi maru is a simulation that starfleet um cadets go through and it's a no win scenario now i think the candidates don't know that's a no win so everyone tries their best to figure out how to beat it and the only person that's ever beaten it of course is kirk because he ended up hacking the program and made it winnable yeah so Classic. he exposes that in yeah he exposes that in the original wrath of Khan and um obviously he he does it again in the uh remake um but i thought it's it's but this funny this game is like in 1980s 8-bit animation as well but how fun like how not fun <laughs> would a game be knowing that yeah this is a unwinnable scenario like there is no way to win this. Like that's the whole point of it is not to win yeah. and to accept defeat. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel I feel it's almost like those guys who play all those Souls games. <laughs> <laughs> although 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 I think I think the path to victory is much more clear in those games than it is in this. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk a bit about uh, Nintendo. So N- Nintendo Direct happened not too long ago, and you got some news from that, right? Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people were uh, looking forward to this, thinking there might be some news on Breath of the Wild uh, two, which is uh, I would say one of the most anticipated video games on any system uh, uh, coming out. And there wasn't really anything on that, um, but they did announce Splatoon three. Um, which uh, uh, will will take place in a new setting, and uh, we'll probably have some new new match types and stuff like that. Splatoon, Splatoon two, was sort of like a semi sequel to to the original Splatoon, the, um, because uh, the the original Splatoon launched on the Wii U, which had a low install base. So Splatoon 2 was kind of like an up and, you know, it was a sequel, but it was kind of like an upgraded Splatoon. So this will be interesting to see what they do in Splatoon 3, which will be sort of like a true sequel. Um, There also, uh, so while there wasn't much in the way of Breath of the Wild 2 news, uh, the Skyward Sword, um, which is a the last Legend of Zelda game to appear on the original Wii's life cycle is getting an HD uh, upgrade and being released on the Switch. And I'm looking forward to playing it because I didn't really play Skyward Sword because I bought it not knowing that I needed an upgraded nunchuck to play it. So I just <laughs> sat around, collected dust. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, they also released uh, or, or announced sorry, that the new... Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate characters. It's Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is a good uh, RPG for the Switch if you're into uh, JRPGs and haven't played it. Uh, the one thing about Pyra and Mithra, um, one of the few times that I was uh, uh, called out, uh, it was on Reddit for being a social justice warrior, uh, was because in my review for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I complained that uh, Pyra and Mithra were kind of too uh, sort of they they were they were kind of kind of uh, the design they're they're quite they 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 wear like skimpy dresses and they've got like you know they're they're you know they've 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 they're kind of like 
for lack of a better word, pervy in their design, I would say, which is kind of something that happens a lot in these uh, JRPGs. And I and mm. I kind of just said, you know, when are we going to move past that? Like, can't they just be, you know, regularly proportioned female characters? <laughs> and uh, and and there was a whole Reddit page about people because I wasn't the only reviewer who complained about that. And there was a mm. whole Reddit page where they put up those reviews and called us all like social justice warriors and, you know, all these kind of things and, 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 uh, oh, and all God. this kind of stuff. But anyways, they're coming to Super <laughs> Smash Brothers and I don't think that their character models have changed at all. So now, now th- those ones are part of a season pass or yeah. they, they don't come free, right? You have to buy all these new characters correct. or anything for Super Smash. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Um, what was that? I was, you you mentioning uh, pervy video game models. What was that old fighting game that was kind of based on Tekken, but the whole all the fighters were like this in that same vein? Uh, was it dead, dead, or dead alive? or alive? Yeah, dead or alive. Yeah. yeah, and that that but they but they banked on that alone, right? You know, you could wherever. you in the original PlayStation One, there was a slider where you could increase the the breast size of the fighters. To the point where, like, it was like cut, like cut. They were comically big or whatever. Uh, yeah, so they were definitely going for for that crowd, if you will. Oh God! Um, later, Dead Dead or Live games, while they still had sort of like similarly uh, proportioned character models, I think were better games and didn't rely on that quite as much. And I think they introduced new characters where that wasn't as much of a thing. Mm. Um, but the original characters like uh, Katsumi and Ayani, and they they always had that look. It's the schoolgirl look, right? It's the schoolgirl kilt, yeah, sock thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, continue on the Nintendo news. I picked up uh, Hades uh, after your recommendation review. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having having a good time with it. Um. Uh, enjoying it good dungeon caller fun trying to learn more about the weapon mechanics to try to find one that really matches my play style um but you got quite a bit of choice but i found the interesting after playing uh, let's say i was two hours in it, it's like a it, it's like a metaphor for life <laughs> yeah you know where you're you're trudging through this um uh, dungeon you obviously you make mistakes in life and then you're kind of reset back to your starting point and you get scolded by your dad you get advice from other allies and then you you know learn from your mistakes and you pick up new things from your experience of your earlier travels and then you set off again i what i do like about the game is the fact that the dungeon is different each time like the game was designed intentionally that knowing you will die right right like, in fact the whole point of the game is the fact that you have to reset but you don't have to trudge through the same dungeons that you passed earlier right they're all it, it seems to be randomly generated i i don't know if it is or or it isn't um like the creatures in the dungeon itself like dungeon design yeah i and, think it is and in some dungeon okay and in some dungeons you get a choice of the treasure that you get for completing it so if you want to kind of lean this campaign or this run based off of powers from zeus you could just follow the lightning bolt if you want right yeah 
Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's I'm having fun with it. Thank you for the recommendation. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'd like to break out Super Smash Brothers again, but I I, I, I I'm, I'm garbage at it. I, I'm just <laughs> I find like I'm just button mashing and I'm not knowing what I'm doing. Like I don't I don't really understand the the, the power up uh, meter and things like that. And, yeah. But I, I do have it, and you know have a few characters. I don't I don't we haven't bought any more, but. Um, you know cracked all the ones that came delivered and whatever freebies came along yeah i think i liked i liked playing um i just liked unlocking characters like i just would go and uh play until i unlocked all the characters and yeah i don't play competitively you know i'm i'm also uh you know a, a hot mess when i play it but uh but but i do enjoy i enjoy sort of like the I enjoy I enjoy that sort of like weird there's that weird sort of single player world where you start and you only have Kirby and then you've got yeah. to go through and collect the other the other uh fighters and stuff. That was kind of fun. I played that for quite a while. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot of content and uh I haven't even touched like you. I haven't touched any of the additional fighters and you know, mm-hmm. there's some that I've been quite interested in like joker from persona 5 and um you know a couple of uh, fire emblem characters so uh, we'll see yeah um one thing i wanted to kind of uh bring up before we uh, close off um in a couple of days blizzcon virtual will uh happen um some predictable news coming out of it um you know obviously delay delay we're not done to a finish but something that we talked about last week um on the on our 30th anniversary of blizzard discussion um now take it take this with a grain of salt it may be just a rumor but apparently uh blizzard is issuing or pushing out a remastered version of diablo 2 oh interesting so we'll see if that is true or not um i'm sold (laughs) yeah i would i would get i would get that in a heartbeat like just just to play it again you know for for uh for a little while like i I love as 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 uh as you know i love that game yeah yeah no exactly that's why i kind of i thought i'd bring it up hopefully it is it is it is not uh vaporware and maybe there's something to it um <laughs> I, it, it could just be something where they they know diablo 4 is going to be delayed and maybe they were pushing this out but um it, it could be as part and parcel of the announcement of um diablo ultimate as i guess what they call it for um that's going to be the the game on uh ios and android right yeah so well, we'll have to see. But uh, that ends another episode of the Existentialist Cucumber. Remember that you can catch Curtis and I on Spotify and Apple Podcast every week. Remember to hit subscribe on that uh, device of yours and give us a listen. So thank you very much, Curtis. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Against our working from home.